episode 712 of the Sleeper in the Bust. It is Tuesday, July 2nd. I'm your host, Paul Spore, and I'm streaming solo, talking about pitching. It's stupid. There's not enough. It's dumb. Don't play fantasy baseball. All right, thanks for listening to the episode. I'll be catching up with you guys down the line. Okay, that was dumb, but it is indeed stupid. I do, in fact, hate it. But you should keep playing fantasy baseball because it's, it's, I mean, it's pretty fun. It's really frustrating, but uh, it's still pretty fun, fun despite that. It's fun. That's when you're f- frustrating and fun. You're, you're fun. Now, I'm going to talk about these. I'm going to talk about these rankings. And then I'm going to answer y'all's questions in the comments because you're going to have a bunch because I don't know what the hell's going on. But guess what? You don't either. So let's, you know, comment. Let's talk about some stuff. But don't don't be a dick either. Don't act like you got all the answers because you don't and I don't and nobody does. It's wild, though. Like, man, you know, we've been talking about. With whether it's with Justin or with Nick, the pitching landscape sucks. This and that, you know, and I probably engaging in a measure of hyperbole with that. And so it's like a little bit of a boy who cried wolf situation now because now it really sucks. And everyone's like, "Well, yeah, you've been saying that the whole time." I'm like, no, this is different. This is extra suck. This is super suck. You know why? Because we've lost so many people, of course. I mean, yeah, duh, attrition. I, I, I know, I'm not really breaking ground here. But, you know, Kluber, Tyone, Glass now, still on uh, the IL. That's three biggies. You know, at least a, a, a one and a, and a couple twos, or maybe two ones and a two right now with the way Glass now was pitching. Just from last month, we take off Hamels, Lopez, Gosman, Urania. Those guys aren't all good. The, the the best ones that we take off from last month are Carrasco, Hill, Peacock. But the depth that those other the first ones I said add is something. Frankie Montas gets suspended. I... It's so bad, dude. It's so bad. But let's 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 talk about it. Let's let's just get into it, or let's just jump into it. If you know, you know. Um, with the number ones, not a whole lot of movement there. I kept Blake Snell in, really seeing what he did his last time out. He maybe should have been moved down. I'm sure. I'm sure there'll be some comments. I mean, he moved down three spots, which is not that much, but in this in the realm of like the upper tier. Kind kind of is, you know. So there is that. Um, Walker Bueller becomes a number one, and he's just pitching. So you know, let me be honest. Let me be clear. The distinction between a, a number one and a the the aces and the must start is minimal. It's minimal, you know. And frankly. As I'm saying it right now, I probably should have just put a little MS uh, 
must start tag next to Snell instead of the number one because, you know, the little tier descriptions I do, I put the true aces of fantasy baseball. And he has not been a true ace of fantasy baseball. So if you want, if you want to get me on that, I got it. But he, okay, I'd just be changing his tag, not really his, um, not really his ranking. And so, yeah, teammate Charlie Morton should probably be ahead. Okay, 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 okay. I understand all that. I forgot Mike Clevenger when I fir- when I first did them too, and I don't know how that happened. Sorry, Clev Dog. But he's he's still in the must start. I know he just got absolutely obliterated. Um, and like, okay, sure, you you want to react to some of this stuff, but who are you going to elevate? Serious question. Like, who are you going to elevate above these guys? That's what I would. That's what I would constantly want to know. Because I don't really know. I don't really know who the answers are. So for me, the answers as far as who was elevated, uh, at least up in the uh, in the higher tiers here, was Jose Barrios, but he just moved within tier. Brandon Woodruff, Mike Miner, they moved into the must starts. Don't really see how you're taking them out of your lineup right now. Jake Odorizzi moved up. Um, Lance Lynn moved up big right now. I mean, his underlying skills actually say his ERA should be better because it's, it's not even under four right now. It has been of late. But if you look at his like full season, I think he's got like yeah, 294 fit. Striking everybody out. You know, he looks a lot like he did in New York. A lot like that for uh for Lance Lynn. As far as his numbers go. He's been great. He really has. Um, you know, he gave up five against the White Sox the other day, but he went seven. You love that. That's what a workhorse does. Obviously, not every five earned run outing is made the same. But you know some are just like, you don't have it. You're getting smoked. But others are, eh, you're not, you know, you're missing some stuff, but you're not totally ineffective. Is the bullpen better than you right now? No. So we're going to let you keep going. Ah, damn it. There's another homer. But... Are you still, you know, pitch for pitch more effective than what we can bring in? Yeah. And then all of a sudden he makes it seven innings. But he has a 294 ERA, Lance Lynn does, in his last 10 starts, 67 and third innings, 82 strikeouts. Excellent. He hasn't gone fewer than six innings in any of those starts. And he won the uh, the seven and five, by the way. The seven-inning five run. Now, four were in the first. That's part of it, too. You can have a terrible first inning. And again, it's that it's that point of like, well, how terrible is your stuff right now? It's not that bad. Can we see what you look like with another inning? And then all of a sudden, maybe it's a lot better looking in the second inning. Then they just kind of keep, hey, we're back to a normal start. You kind of erase the first inning. And a pitcher, I'm sure, tells you know tells their coaches, What's up? I don't have it today, man. I'm, I can grind out two more or I'm fine. You know, they just, they got four runs. I'm, but if you leave me out there, I'm going to put up five more. In his case, six more. So Lance Lynn gets a big boost. Some of the bigger drops within the upper tiers. Um, let's see here. I'm thinking like double digits or just, just around uh, just around that. James Paxton, eight. 
Zach Wheeler down 9 to 27. Paxton was to 23. Paddock down 10 to 29. Caleb Smith down 11 to 34. And he's due back this week. That's why he got to go in. Herman, or Domingo Herman's due back tomorrow, being Wednesday. So that's why they he was in. I don't usually rank injured guys, but if I know they're coming back this week, why why pretend like I don't have that information? You know, why pretend I'm an idiot when we all know that I am? <laughs> um, yeah, that's. I mean, that's really it. So the upper the upper ranks. That this is the easy part, folks. This is the easy part. No, Syndergaard went down eight, but take him out of your lineup. I dare you. I dare you. You're gonna do it. Some of you, some of you probably already have. Your pitching isn't that good. If it is, you better be. You better be routing your league. If you have a pitching staff where you can legitimately take out Noah Syndergaard, and it's not just some pissy thing that you're mad at him for not fulfilling expectations, which I am, but I still haven't taken him out. Um, then your team's awesome, and th- and that's great for you. But uh, that's that's not how I'm rolling. Not, I don't have I don't have pitching staffs like that. I don't live that life of luxury. Because I took Noah Syndergaard, so I didn't think I needed to stock up on a bunch of late pitching. So yeah, the must starts expand thirty eight deep right now, and some of those like uh, let me see real quick and. In June, how many must starts do I have? Because I think I expanded the overall pool there. If you count ones and the must starts, so last week, last month it cut off at thirty-five. So we added three, and yet I'm complaining about depth. And you're like, "Well, come on, you added ha." This was only because of the sharp drop off that that starts to hit. I was like, "You can't sit Max Fried. You can't sit Lance Lynn." Domingo Herman, Masahiro Tanaka, Caleb Smith. Because you don't have anybody better because hold on to your butts. It's about to get way worse from 40 on. And it does. Jack Flaherty's been abysmal. Now, Griffin Canning's been good, so he's on the way up. Jack Flaherty's on the way down. They're kind of meeting in the middle. And it doesn't mean that there's no good guys in the in the usually start. But it starts to get so dicey. The holes you can poke in people, you know, in, in the pitchers in the 40s. It seems more severe. Let me go back to May. Now, it's going to be hard to get into the May mindset. I don't remember the entire leaderboard. But let's go back two months. Let's rewind. 40th was Mike Soroka. Now, a lot of these guys are the same, by the way. I'm noticing that. Or or not a lot. Maybe just a couple. The very next two, 41, 42, are Sonny Gray and Robbie Ray. And I have them in a very similar range now. That's why I was like, wait, is this going to be the same pool? But no, you went Soroka, Gray, Ray, Hamels, McHugh before he was like, he was on the cusp. Minor on a come up. Rich Hill coming back from injury. Marco Gonzalez um, hadn't hadn't imploded with a few really awful starts. Kenta Maeda was in the usually start. A good Jared Eikhoff was rolling. Strom was getting his legs back under him. Lucchese. Now it's like Flaherty pitching like trash. Canning, who has been really good, but is definitely a little bit worrisome just on on the on the unknown level, right? Is he gonna advert Alzalay me? Don't Alzalay me, okay? Don't Alzalay me ever, please. 
I do not want to be Alzalade. Let me keep that virginity. Um, so yeah, and then I've got, you know, Robbie Ray, Jordan Lyles, John Means. All-star John Means! All-star John Means! I did, I did do the courtesy of moving away from the mic, but I definitely yelled. Charlotte's like, bro, shut the hell up about John Means. He's been lit for a whole minute. Char, you don't know shit about John Means. Charlotte's my dog, by the way. And yes, the answer to the question that you definitely just had is yes. I do have conversations like that with my dog all the time. Even when I'm not on the podcast, especially when I'm not on the podcast. So if you were wondering, do you just do that as like a bit for the show? No, that's just life. And I always give her the most like obscure knowledge set and make her remarkably snarky. I know. That's what happens when you work from home. And I don't, re I don't feel bad about it. I'm not embarrassed about it. Um, I like working from home. It's not for everybody. But do you then give your dog a backstory where she's overly familiar with John Means's rise to the majors? Yes. That is what you do, or else don't fucking work from home. <laughs> You're wasting your time otherwise. We can work from home and be normal. If I wanted to be normal, I would have stayed in an office. <laughs> Y'all are crazy. Anyway, John Means did make the All-Star game. And I wonder... So I initially wondered if it was like a positional thing. Because you feel like Trey Mancini, or I, I well, hey, I won't project that on y'all. Maybe you guys knew it was means. Maybe you guys are like Charlotte. You guys knew all the way. But I thought that Trey Mancini was their auto lock. But then I looked, and John Means does have a 250 ERA with a 110 whip, which, you know, you can say it's not going to stick. You can also say the All-Star game isn't just about the first half. But you'd be doing the same thing with Trey Mancini. This isn't Cal Ripken Jr. You know, in a mediocre year that you're bypassing, but saying, well, you know, he's not that far from his peak. He should still, like a Mookie Betts this year. Like, he doesn't have the numbers of the top, top guys, but he's still Mookie Betts. So Means versus Mancini is fine. And Means, means going, there, there's nothing wrong with that. I had to go double drink there, sorry. But I got John Means at 44 when the projections have them all with a 5 ERA. Which, okay, sure, he's not 250. But is he more than double that? With his lowest projection being a 513. These, all, these projections all have him giving up every home run ever in the second half one of every every other pitch thrown will leave the yard for john means if these projections are be to are to be believed he's going to go from a 0.95 homer per nine to john means having a 1.5 1.9 1.7 1.7 1.8 and it's probably due to the fact that he had a 2.7 last year homer per nine for john means in three and a third. 
but he was over one one time in the minors. So I have no idea where the hell that's coming from outside of maybe just starting every guy at a certain baseline. And then if you add a bit to him, all of a sudden he's that high. I guess that makes sense. The ball is just absurd and it's going to be, it's going to be summer. I mean, it already is summer, but summer in Camden. I think John means business though. Sick life. All right. So then we continue on. And I've got Kyle Gibson at 47th. Why do I play fantasy baseball? Surprised the dude isn't here, by the way. He was here earlier mowing, trimming up the hedges, doing a great job, by the way. If he could hit the corners the way he trims the hedges, I'll tell you what, we'd be in business. But no, I mean, he's 47th. Zach Gallen is 48th. Yanni Chirino's 49th. It does like the top 50 just feels flimsy. I've still got Spencer Turnbull just outside. And I don't know how I feel about that. I feel alright about it. I watch him pitch and I'm like, okay, he's not bad. He's not great. And then he got hurt. But we don't know. Uh, it's supposed to be fine. Wait, wait, wait. Did he go on the I.O.? Oh, he did. I'm stupid. He shouldn't be on this list. <laughs> I'm dumb. I'm dumb. Someone commented about about uh, me having him. Hang on. Well, he's on the I.L. He shouldn't even be on the list. <laughs> there you go, guys. No, now that I don't do every time. I do not speak out every comment that I say that I type the way I have conversations with Charlotte because those are cool. The comment thing would be stupid. So I definitely don't do that. Don't even think that I do. You're not. You should stop. Th stop thinking about it right now. I should stop talking about it. Um. Let's see some other big movers. Jose Quintana has fallen apart. Cool. What happened with that? I was watching a few of his starts recently. Or not recently, I guess. A while ago. Back in May. And he looked really good. He was great through a lot of April. Pretty strong into May. And then has fallen apart in uh, in June. Or fell apart in June. June's done. But But ended with a bang. Six scoreless at Cincy. That Cincy team playing well. So, you know, again, I look and I don't love what Jose Quintana is doing. But then I, I realize if I had him on a squad, am I really taking him out? No, I, I don't think I am very often. He's in the usually start. Same with teammate Hugh Darvish. Same with... Teammate John Lester. I already put Brendan McKay there. Maybe he needs to go higher. Um, someone asked like why I still have Miles Michaelis there. And then I thought about it and I'm like, that's a pretty good question. That's a pretty good question. He's too high. He's definitely too high. I mean, I, I, I mean, he's been all right of late. 
I, I still think you have to play him quite often, though. Even adding in the garbage trip to Texas. One and a third innings, seven runs for Michaelis back in mid-May. If you just look at a two-month scope, 11 starts, but you still keep that, that garbage bag in there. He's got a 382 ERA and 50 strikeouts against nine walks. Now, 50 strikeouts of 61 innings isn't doing anything for anybody, really. It's not, it's not hot. 7.3 per nine. He's got a uh, 20% rate. But you can get some use out, you know, the ratios there. Let's see, it's at 72. Um, oh my God. I don't even, I don't even want to say the math that I did and how wrong it was when I eyeballed it like a dumb idiot. But anyway, he has a 125 whip, 382 ERA for Miles Michaelis over his last 11 starts. So he's still in the usually start. I guess he could go, you know, I, I put him at the very back end of the usually start. Ross Stripling's right by him, those two. And it was down 13 spots. And I initially said, yeah, I should lower that when I read the comment and when I just brought it up right now. But now I'm thinking, no, I think I got it right. He's definitely in the right spot, which is between the usually start and the spot start. If you want a spot start, Miles Michaelis, I can envision plenty of scenarios where that's the right move. You know, if you need strikeouts and you don't want to just start him in like a one-start week because you really believe that your reliever can out-strike out him, you're probably right. So I don't hate that idea. The top of the spot start tier. So now we're 61 deep. It was 60. It was a nice little round 60. And then... I forgot Clev Dog like a gargantuan idiot. Of course, if I went in and removed Turnbull, that would be solved and I'd be back to 60. But then I'd have to remake the table because I deleted. So we, we make our tables in on a page. You put in all the stuff, make a little deal, a little HTML. It's not complicated. I am trying to make it sound difficult or like extra so that I can be lazy and just not redo it. I should just redo the damn chart without Turnbull. But to, tune in to see if I do that. Tune in after I post this. Shortly after. Maybe when you're listening to it. If I didn't, you know I'm a lazy ass. If I did, be proud of me. Or don't because I really should just do it. And get rid of Alzalei too, because he got sent down. He Alzalei'd everyone's lineup, and then says, "I'm getting out of town on that." He said, "Bye, gotta go bye." So top of spot start, Anibal Sanchez seems to have gotten back on track in a nice way, or on track really. This whole year was pretty bad to start. But since then, um, I'm just looking at this game log. Yeah, yeah, pretty bad. This pretty bad season going until about the time that he came back from an IL stint. 
And since then, six starts for Anibal Sanchez, 229 ERA, 32 strikeouts in 35 and a third. And he's just five walks. Sub one whip. He's been great. Maybe could have gone higher, but you've also missed that part. And do I expect him to stay at exactly that level? No, I don't. Got John Gray up there, terrified of anyone in Coors, but pitching so sick. Got Marcus Stroman up there, because why not? We're just throwing names around at this point. I know it's like, I sound like I'm being sarcastic on that, because I am, but am I? But am I? Because I don't know, man. It, it's so frustrating to have like a lack of conviction on a lot of these right now because these pitchers are so volatile it's because of the home runs it's because of the freaking home runs dude it's definitely like that is the main issue with so many guys so many it's so dumb let's use okay let's let's look at players with 50 innings starters you got 50 innings. And let's see home run rates here. All right. So 50 innings gives me 143 pitchers. And I'm looking, looking, looking. I'm going to go to like 1.3. That's a pretty high home run rate. I won't even I won't even uh, round. I'll just do, you have to have a 1.3. So 128, nah, nah, nah. That's under. So you got to be 1.3 or higher. That's 68. <laughs> it's not nice. It's almost. It tried to be nice, but it's not. So 68 pitchers at 1.3 or higher. Now, thanks to our new leaderboard, where you can actually do the dates, I'm going to go to this time last year. Uh, whoops, what did I do wrong? Guys, don't mind me. I'm just setting this up on the fly. Submit custom date, please. Thank you. 50 innings, please. Take longer. Yes, I'm not recording. Just do it, you know, take longer. That's fine. And there we go. Okay, got it. So I got 138 pitchers last year, so five fewer. And let's see how many of them have a 1-3. Let's see how many of those jokers. Um, 50. And this year it's 68. 18 more. They're all on my team. No, they're not. I don't have An Antonio Senzatella. I don't have Mike Fires. Aaron Sanchez. Oh, Aaron Sanchez just walked me. He just walked me. I have to take a base. I'm not even playing. He still walked me. I don't even know. I'm on, I'm on first right now, guys. I'm recording from first base. Thanks to Aaron Sanchez. Thank you. Oh, wild pitch. I'm at second. Sick. Um, and I probably have Aaron Sanchez ranked like 32nd because pitching is so neat. So neat. So cool. Jordan Yamamoto cracks the list at 65. Martin Perez, 66. Trevor Richards. Steven Matz has a start against Philly, I think, tonight. So he had to be down. <laughs> he had to be down lower. I don't know. It's a it's a messed up, weird landscape right now. It, again, it's a, and it's because of homers. And yes, it is something we've been saying all year, but I think it has amped up a level. And of course, that would fit what I just said earlier 
um, about John Means as like a general rule. It's summer, heating up, ball flying even more. Watch out. Watch out. Because I've, I've said this for years, even when we're not in a home run era, the quickest way to tank an ERA is, is with homers. And they might not even be bad pitches. That's the frustrating part. It's not always a lack of skill. So let's see how many guys have a sub one homer per nine and compare that to last year at this time. So again, no rounding. So 1.02, you're above. Fix your game, Jordan Lyles. I'll let Joey Lucchese stay there. He'll be 1.0. He's the, he's the marker. When he's at 1.00, perfect. So there's 37 guys with a 1.0 or lower. Last year, this time, there were 46. And Austin Pruitt, who's actually a reliever. Oh, because I did 50 innings. Yeah, I guess you could have 50 innings. That doesn't matter. Doesn't really change things that much because relievers are so used. Plus, there's like... If I do only do if I click the starter tab, then I risk losing like Wade LeBlanc's middle innings. And I, I know you know we can't risk Wade LeBlanc. Why did I have to use him as the example? I could have said Chirinos or Yarbrough. I'm like, yo, we can't we can't risk losing Wade LeBlanc's um, numbers. We just can't do it. But anyway, homers, stupid. Best part, my homers are more prevalent on my pitching than my hitting. Fun. Enjoyable. I'm good at this game, I swear. Um, so I don't even know, you know, I don't even know what, what what's the best part to talk about right now. Is it kind of the... 20 through 50 range because it is weird or do we need to go deeper and start mining more and more I, you know i did a i did a, a solo the other day about second half gems on the trash heap like guys that i'm not ranking very high the highest one of that group was musgrove who's at 57 and that's down eight and probably could have gone down further you know, if someone wants to make a case, I'm I can understand it, but I'm sticking with him. I do still like him. And um you guys already know that. No nobody's nobody's surprised to hear that uh that I'm sticking with him. So and I even put you know, I put Ross Stripling in at uh at, at in the top sixty and he went like three innings last time out, but I think he's about to be stretched out now. And then he can go out. You know, he can he can go many more innings. And I, you know, I I I don't know. So this is a little bit of a meandering one right now because I just I just don't know the right direction to go. I, you know, I can do all the movers here. I, I'll I'll cover the biggest differences. Biggest drops. Yusei Kikuchi down 35 to 112. He's been brutal. Matt Strom down 27 to 70. 
home runs. Two home runs in each of his last like eight outings. Like exactly two home runs. Andy Green leaves him out there until he gives up the second home run. He's like, nah, you've only given up one. We're going to send you back out for the sixth. Give you give up your second homer. Okay, Skip. Gotcha. I'll do it. In that time, he's only really been shellacked twice. Well, I don't know. Eh, three times. It's not. It's bad. It's bad. And I like Matt Strom. Scrap heap guy. Could turn around, but not if he doesn't keep the ball in the yard. Minus 26 for Aaron Sanchez, down to 105. Nick Pavetta, minus 25 to 83. Chris Bassett and Trent Thornton, down to 94 and 96. That's minus 20 for each of them. Cahill, down 19 to 116. Steven Matz, down 17 to 68. Flaherty, to, down to 40 from 24. Now some of the biggest risers, we go all the way over here. John Means, John Means business, boy. Up 62 for him, 29 for Lance Lynn, talked about him. Another all-star, Sandy Alcantara, up 28 to 79. Still do not, under any circumstance, understand how he made the roster over Caleb Smith. But uh, go off, people who decided that. I understand Caleb Smith's on the IL. Does not matter. You name him, then you let it, you, you could even let Alcantara replace him if you wanted to still make that decision for some reason. I moved Dakota Hudson up 24 to 89. I still don't trust it as far as I could throw it, but somebody who can actually stifle homers to a moderate degree, not even a great, like 1.2, that's not that great. Don't. Dakota, I'm not I'm not hyping you that much, especially with a 62% ground ball rate. But that's because ground ball rate alone does not guarantee a low home run rate because it depends what you do around those ground balls when you aren't inducing the contact as you as you want. So I don't know. I just I just don't know right now. Who else went up? Annabel Sanchez, 24. Jordan Lyles, 24. Marcus Stroman, 19. Zach Plesak and John Gray and Brandon Woodruff, all 18 up. Tanner Roark, 17. I already got a comment asking if he needs to be higher. I could see that. I think I could see that. He's. I think he's right on the cusp, though. I think he's between SSS. I could just say spot start. SSS. Like, saying all the S's. Come on. That's a joke. Get out of here. But he's, I think he's right at the uh, breakoff there. Wait, where are you, Tanner? Oh, no, he's pretty deep into the spot start tier at 78. He could at least be up near the top of that, I think. He's pretty good. 24% strikeout rate, 336 ERA. The whip is bad at 131, but he's keeping the ball in the yard right now. And we'll take it. We will take it. Can he keep the ball in the yard continually, though? If he keeps getting pop-ups, that'll help. So, yeah, let me see. Any other big movers? Um, Mike Miner plus 15. Jose Barrios plus 13. But we already kind of knew that they were, you know, you're already using them regularly, keeping them in your lineup. It's not 
that crazy and then a bunch of plus 10s. I've heard some concerns over Lucas Giolito starting to crop up. I mean, we knew he was going to regress. It's always weird to figure out, you know, like, how, how how's the re regression going to go? Are they going to, um, you know, is it going to be something where he just pitches like this for the rest of the year? You know, if he has like a 280 ERA, is he going to pitch like a, a 380 the rest of the way and be like consistent? Or is he going to have a few shellackings but then be great otherwise? Like, because the worry about him is based off of what, two starts? I, I, I don't know that I fully understand it with Lucas Giolito because he gave up three homers at the Cubs and he wasn't like great again in Boston. Okay, cool. I'll, I'll buy, I'll buy your Giolito shares. I'll buy them. Give them to me. Let me cross league them. Let me buy them from you, even though you're not in my league, but then I will have him in my league and just burn the person who currently has him. So anyway, I don't know. I'm going to wrap this up because I don't want to just meander for a whole bunch longer. But um, if you want me to do something, you know, if you want me to discuss a certain tier or some some theme that you want discussed with these SP rankings on a solo, let me know. I'll see what I can do. I am going to Cleveland this weekend through Wednesday, or I'll be back Wednesday, so through Tuesday. So, I mean, I can still do stuff all week, of course. I'm leaving on Saturday. I'm just letting y'all know that, um, like, there won't be stuff early next week. I, I don't even know why I brought that up. I think I just squeezed it, in, just so you know. <laughs> I'm going to the All-Star game. Okay, just so you know. that Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't impact my work week at all. Actually, the holiday does more so, because we're supposed to be dark Thursday and Friday, so yeah, you basically need to I could I could see myself maybe firing it up Friday though. So if you give me a cool enough topic or something. Otherwise, we'll really get into them, I don't know, either via article or I'll let Justin roast them. But I don't know. Good luck out there. Let's hunker down and let's get through this. Let's let's try to get some young arms to emerge for the summer. Let's try to get some big turnarounds from names that we already know. And let's turn the tide on this. But until then, just hunker down and protect those ERAs while trying to stay competitive with your uh, with your with your strikeouts and, and wins and saves and holds and quality starts and whatever else you do counting wise because it's dangerous out there. And if you get Alzalade, what? Uh, I think she cried because she knew I was going to say Alzalate again. And she's like, don't do it. And then I did it. What are you crying about? So she has a shark bed where the bed, where the sh the shark mouth, like she goes into it. It's like a little igloo type cove thing. She's half in, half out of it. And it's really hilarious. She looks like an idiot. You know why? Because she's an idiot. I'm taking a picture right now. Hey, Char. Get back in there. Uh, man, it's not even five yet, but she, like, knows. 
that something happens at five and she's like hey just so you know it's about to be five but yeah so enjoy the enjoy the rankings definitely comment on them i'll be up in those comments you know we'll be talking it through i'm sure you got some major questions on some guys and i'll answer uh you know as much of it as i can i always i always try to stay in those comments with everything uh especially when i do these rankings but even with all my articles so Let's just talk about it in there. I think that that's the best place to really do it at this point because I don't know exactly where your guys are at, where where y'all are going to be at with these rankings. And I don't even know where the hell I'm at. And I just spent a bunch of hours on them the last two days. So I'll end by sending, you know, positive thoughts, you know, the thoughts and prayers thing. It's, it's done to death. And I, you know, I'm I'm keeping the family and friends of Tyler Skaggs in my mind. You know, I think that's the thoughts and prayers thing that that's what people are getting at. I understand it's trite in in a lot of contexts, perhaps even the one I used it, but it's so jarring when this when when this when tragedy strikes our our baseball community like this in the many ways that it can. This one being a, a remarkably untimely death. That phrase, I think about it sometimes when I say it and, and not to be like trying to be funny about it or whatever, but like, what the fuck is a timely death? Um, But I understand the context of it, right? He's 27 years old. He'd just gotten married. Everything seemed to be going his way. We still don't know the cause of death on Tyler Skaggs. None of our damn business, obviously, but hopefully it isn't something where he was struggling with something and that's, this was the end result. It's hard to wrap your head around the idea of natural causes for somebody who's 27, but I believe that was the diagnosis on Daryl Kyle. Some, yeah, His heart just like gave out and so there wasn't foul play there wasn't this that or the other it was like well it was natural in that it didn't uh it, it was natural in that you know there was nothing else like influencing it i guess i i don't know but i just you know if you are struggling with stuff like that just know that there's always you know, there, there's always something, there's always a way out of it that doesn't have to be final. And again, I don't know if that's what Tyler Skaggs was dealing with. I just know that there's been a lot of talk around that and, and a lot of speculation. You got to be careful when you're online when this stuff starts happening, you know, when we have tragedy like this, because people out here just saying shit. And so... Like I said, to his to his family and friends, and I actually have, you know, not like a super close friend, but a friend that I that I care about who who did have Tyler Skaggs in their orbit, played ball with them growing up in California, and so you know to see his sadness, it really sucks, man. It really sucks. So it just you know. They, they obviously did the right thing yesterday to not play. 
and you know the angels family the, the baseball family comes together when you see stuff like that but you know the angels will be really keeping them keeping him and and his family that he left behind in, in his thought in their thoughts i know Tyler, uh patrick corbin's going to wear his number tonight in honor of him so um i don't have a good way to end after talking about something so sad and so terrible i just uh it really fucking sucks so uh, sorry to end on a down note but i wasn't just going to pretend that that didn't happen and not talk about it and I don't really, I have discombobulated thoughts about it. I was kind of discombobulated by it yesterday. So I guess I've given that to you guys now. But uh, I appreciate y'all always listening. And uh, I'll be back again this week for at least one other show, whether it's um, tomorrow or Friday. Guaranteed one other show, ideally with Justin, as long as he's healthy. And then uh, we have All Star Week. And so that, that, you know, we get the break. And maybe, maybe we all need it. Maybe we all need it. But anyway, uh, thanks for listening. Bye.